Um, okay, so as I was saying, today's lesson, this is a topic that, um, it's been on my mind for a really long time. I have not directly, I address it in many different ways, but I have not directly addressed it in a way that I've really wanted to. And this is a good opportunity for me to do that, mostly because we are dealing with this pandemic situation. And the term hoarding and the idea of stockpiling a lot of stuff comes up so much right now. I'm really concerned about this stockpiling mentality because there's a lot of ways that having a lot of stuff in your house can be really, really hazardous to your health. So this lesson is critically, critically important to listen to and to share. Now I'm actually streaming this lesson across all of my social media because after I made it this morning or like finished it up this morning, it just, I felt so compelled, so compelled to get this, this message out there. So this is a fully shareable lesson. If there is anybody that you know that needs to hear it, it will live on YouTube. Um, I'm going to put it as part of my, uh, <laughs> my <laughs> podcast that I do. Um, so please, 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 please share it with anybody who needs to hear it. Um, so without further ado, I'm so happy to see you guys this morning. I'm so sad this is our last day of boot camp also. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Um, okay, I always get so attached to everyone. <laughs> so your home, your sanctuary, your refuge. Again, this is the first time that I am sharing this content kind of all together in one slideshow. So hidden ways that your home can impact. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Michelle, you are so welcome. Thank you for being here. Hey, Bridget, <laughs> hidden ways that your home can impact your health. <laughs> so my legal disclaimer, of, co of course, the information provided in here is for personal use only. It may not be downloaded, redistributed, or used for commercial purposes, except for this lesson. I'm actually encouraging everyone to please share this lesson. I'm going to make it a public link so that you can share it because it's really, really, really critically important right now. My bigger disclaimer for this lesson is that I am not a doctor and this is not medical advice, but if you believe that your home is negatively impacting your physical or emotional health, I would highly encourage you to consult your doctor. This is straight talk about your home and your health and this is totally based on my observations of working in people's homes and talking to hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people over the years about how their houses are impacting their health. Okay, so here we go. There are environmental allergens that are present in everyone's home or could be present in, in everyone's home that can present a whole host of actually physical <laughs> medical complications. Dust is probably the most common one that we see, right? Everyone has dust in their house. There is a health component to having dust, a dusty house. It, some of the medical implications that you could see from dust in your house are sneezing, a runny or stuffy nose, red, itchy or teary eyes, wheezing, coughing, tightness in the chest or shortness of breath, and itching. You can also have dust mites in your house, and dust mites live in dust amongst many other things. And you can have an allergy specifically to dust mites. So if your allergies are ramped up, <laughs> then 
being able to adequately dust your house is and stay on top of that is really important. Now, ironically, when you dust is when you will feel the biggest impact of the environmental allergens. So if you are allergic to dust, you might want to take some precautions, wear a mask, um, open up your windows, employ somebody to help you. Sometimes if you use water on the dust, that can tamp down the dust going airborne and help out as well. So dust is one significant environmental allergen that's basically found in all of our houses. One thing when it comes to dust is when you have a lot of stuff covering your surfaces, it's really difficult to dust, right? So removing as much as possible from your house can help out with this. Oh, hey Pam, <laughs> I'm glad you're joining live too. <laughs> can help out with this tremendously. Probably the biggest environmental allergen and the biggest concern that I have going into homes is definitely 100% mold. Now there is for sure some controversy about how dangerous mold is, but there is no question that mold can be dangerous. So I pulled a couple of bits of information from different reliable fact news sources on the internet um, and I am just going to put this out there. I have found mold in so many homes, in homes that you would never expect to see mold, right? You don't have to have like a filthy house or you don't have to have a tremendous amount of clutter to have mold. Anyone can have mold in their house. But the problem is that mold will grow really well on paper products, cardboard, ceiling tiles, and wood products. It can also grow in dust, paint, wallpaper, insulation, drywall, carpet, fabric, and upholstery. So what I tend to see an awful lot is that there was a spill, right, in, in a room in your house that has boxes up against the wall. The cardboard got wet, it had a little bit of moisture, and mold started to grow back there. Now that cardboard box has not been moved for a really long time, and so the mold, right, the mold just started to grow. You have no idea there's mold back there because it's not a generally moist area, but because there was a spill, maybe your kid spilled something or just, you know, whatever, you're watering a plant and some water got behind that area. That is the, the, like the beginning of mold growing. I also find lots of mold in you guessed it, garages, basements, and attics, right? So we talked about yesterday how important it is to not store stuff in garages, basements, and attics. And that is because there is a temperature and humidity differential in those areas. So even especially in a garage or in a basement, right? You, the, the wall gets cold or hot. There's something leaning up against it. And that temperature and humidity differential creates the opportunity for mold to grow back there. So mold can be very, very hazardous. Of all of the allergens that might be in your house, mold is, I believe personally, in my opinion, and again, I am not a doctor, but in my opinion, mold is the most dangerous thing, dangerous environmental toxin that you can have in your house. So according to the Poison Control Center, there is considerable disagreement in the scientific community about whether adverse health effects are caused by indoor mold, though most people, most experts seem to agree that spending time in a damp or moist environment can contribute to things like respiratory illness, allergies, asthmas, coughs, runny nose, and sinus conditions. Now, 
There's also mold toxicity, and this comes from Psychology Today from an article from August of 2017. Toxic mold-based illness is very prevalent and underdiagnosed. It's an underdiagnosed condition that can manifest in many different ways, including symptoms that are exclusively psychiatric, such as depression, anxiety, attention problems, brain fog, and insomnia. Why is this striking to me? Because every single family that I have worked with across the board is dealing with some sort of depression, anxiety, attention problems, especially in children, brain fog, insomnia. These are things that people talk to me as connected to their clutter all the time. Now there's other reasons, and I'm gonna get into this, why clutter can cause these type of, type of issues, but sometimes there has been an underlying mold situation in a house that is actually triggering a psychiatric event in the family. So this is super, super, super important, right? Sometimes we are trying to tackle our depression or anxiety as they're related to clutter, but there actually is an environmental toxin that is causing this. And understanding that and getting that correctly diagnosed, which is really, really difficult, is so important. So give me a heart or a thumbs up if, you, if you're following my, you know, <laughs> my whole train of thought here, right? This is really important stuff that needs to be found and addressed. And if you have mold in your house, that's a situation that actually needs to be addressed by a company that is you know, it has all of the proper protective gear to deal with mold. So even though it might be controversial how bad mold toxicity can be, it is kind of telling to me that when you have mold in your house and a professional company comes in to deal with it, they come dressed in hazmat suits, right? So that says something. <laughs> People deal with mold, professionals deal with mold wearing like full-on hazmat suits. So that's a reason that I would think maybe mold toxicity is really something that you need to worry about. Okay. The other environmental allergen that can come about is from having rodents in your house. And I will say that anyone can have a rodent in their house, right? This again does not mean that you are dirty or your house is dirty. I mean, my house is really clean and we have mice in our house all the time because we live in the country, right? So staying on top of rodent issues is important. Now there's two main ways that diseases can be transmitted from rodents. Number one is in their droppings. So the general advice is if you have to clean up mouse droppings, you wanna spray them with a chemical that will kill any diseases first, like Lysol or bleach or something. So you don't wanna actually make the um, the dust that has the mouse droppings in it airborne. Now there's an indirect way that disease can also be transmitted through rodents and that is primarily through ticks. So ticks are, we, I think that there's the, as far as I know, and I try and stay up to date with this sort of research on ticks, but as far as I know, rodents are the number one carriers of ticks. Like we tend to think it's deer, but it's actually rodents. So rodents carry more ticks than anything else and they spread so they primarily are spreading ticks all over the place. Ticks, tick-borne illnesses 
are a huge problem. So what will happen is a rodent comes into your house with a tick on it, or multiple ticks on it, the tick falls off in your house, and that's one way that you can get bitten by a tick without ever going outside, right? So this is a huge, huge reason to clear your clutter and be able to clean your house, really clean your house, right? So when we talk about going back to the lesson on Tuesday about floor space, floor space is not only important because it makes you feel good and all that, it's important because you can really clean it well. So when you have floor space, when you're not using your floor to store stuff, then you can really make sure that you're cleaning up the, any dust, you're preventing um, new mold from forming, and you're able to clean up after rodents. So that's critically, critically important. Um, so I see a couple of comments that are saying this is motivating and I'm anxious to clean. Now, stay with me, Ashley. I have a lot more to share on this topic and then you'll be extra motivated. Okay, so this is actually why I'm doing this lesson because it's finding that little key that is going to make the difference to motivating you to clear your clutter can be tricky. This is a huge, huge motivator, I think. And pulling it all together in one lesson I think is actually the best way to end boot camp right now. So there are other hazards in your house from clutter, physical hazards and fire hazards. This is a clutter image rating. So there are emergency medical technicians and fire departments and towns that will use clutter ratings to enforce different uh, laws and regulations about, you know, to to basically to force people to clean out their homes. Um, so this is a clutter image rating. Anything over a four is considered hazardous. So if you look at this, you know, in image one, there's like basically nothing on the floor. There's no hazards that you could trip over. There's nothing that can fall on you. Uh, you know, it's your, your floor space is clear, which is another way that this protects you from injuring yourself. Additionally, fire departments, if they have to go into a home to fight a fire and there's a lot of clutter, then you risk endangering the life of the firefighters because obviously clutter, not only can it hide a source of a potential fire, it can also add to the fire spreading rapidly and it can compromise a fire department's ability to fight that fire when they can't walk through a house. So. This is another way that having a lot of stored stuff on your floor can create a hazard, right? A fire hazard, it can create a physical hazard for you. You can actually hurt yourself stockpiling all of this stuff right now because <laughs> in these ways, right? So this is one way that your house can be hazardous. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways, but this is, this is a really good image, and if anybody would like a copy of this, I'm happy to send it to them. I know I've had other boot campers who have used this image to successfully start to address issues in their home with other people who are living there. Because it's very clear that this, you know, could be used for zone enforcement and stuff like that. So, moving along here. Emotional hazards and isolation. So now this is kind of in my mind, the most fascinating way that clutter impacts us. And I'm going to use my disclaimer again. I am not a doctor, and the information that I'm providing is very, very basic, but 
I'm trying to simplify it so that it makes a lot of sense because this is exactly what I have seen over and over and over again. So when you have stress in your house, when you have stress in your life, it increases cortisol levels in your blood. Cortisol is our fight or flight hormone, right? So it increases that stressful feeling. So emotional mental stress increases the physical stress in our body, that fight or flight hormone. Having increased levels of cortisol in your blood can lead to low-grade chronic inflammation. So low-grade chronic inflammation is the cause of a lot of health and medical problems. And when you have health and medical problems, it increases your stress. So you get trapped in this feedback loop where you're stressed, it makes you go into that fight or flight, you know, like get into that fight or flight cortisol level all the time. It creates low-grade chronic inflammation, which leads to health and medical problems, which leads to more stress. Now, how does clutter add to this? When you have clutter, and there are tons and tons of scientific research papers about how clutter causes you to be stressed. This is not controversial at all. Clutter causes stress. When clutter causes stress, you get into your fight or flight, you create low-grade inflammation in your body, which leads to health and medical problems, which makes it harder to deal with your clutter, right? So you can't stay on top of your clutter, which adds to more stress. So this is a cycle that is complicated by clutter and very, very difficult to break. Clutter can lead to all sorts of problems in your life. It can create stress in your relationships. It can create financial stress. It can create physical stress. It can create mental stress. It can create emotional stress. It can create all different types of stress, which can actually lead you to get sick or create a situation where your body can't fight off illness easily. Okay, so I feel like I need to take a deep breath here. Um, how are you guys feeling about this information? Is this resonating? Is this motivating you to deal, to really tackle your clutter? Awesome. Okay, awesome, Dana. Yes, Mary says, this is why I have been feeling for a while that part of my healing journey has to include finally dealing with, with my clutter. Absolutely, absolutely. And the amazing thing that I have found is when people do deal with their clutter and they have physical issues that they're dealing with or medical issues that they're dealing with, dealing with your clutter is one way that you can reduce the strain of the medical issues on your body. Um, so Patty, if you have been trying to explain this to your family, definitely share this video with them, right? 100%. So I urge you, after seeing this, to be ruthless in creating a safe home that you love. Every area of your house should be an area that not that does not cause stress, that, that does the opposite, right? You actually want to create an environment that makes you happy because when you release those happy hormones, Everything is easier to deal with. It's easier to deal with the stress, the everyday stress of life, when you have a moment of positive interaction with your home. So this is a client that I worked with years ago. Um, it's the before, during, and after 
doing her closet. So I was talking to her about creating every space in your house should be a space that really, to use the Marie Kondo words, sparks joy, right? You want to spark as much joy. You want to have as many positive interactions with the space in your house as you can possibly have. So I was kind of going on non-talking like I'm doing right now to her about this as we were clearing out her closet. And right in the middle, we got everything cleared out. She said, I'm actually, she said, we're going to stop and I'm going to paint this closet because having it painted is going to create a space that I love. So she went, she got paint, she painted her closet this beautiful color, put up all sorts of stuff that really resonated with her and made her feel good. I know she has um, some of her grandmother's blankets in there and she's a doula. So she had, I mean, she had a lot of really personal stuff and she created this beautiful space for herself inside her closet. She said every single day, now this is four or five years ago, her closet is still maintained perfectly because she loves it. She looks forward to getting up and going into her closet to get dressed every day. She looks forward to putting her clothing away because she likes to be in this space, right? So this is how you start to break that cycle, that negative feedback loop. Create spaces that you love. It's so critically important to be encouraging the positive hormones to be released in our body, right? And tamping down the stress hormones. So anything that you can do, every drawer that you open up, every closet that you go into, create a space that you love. When you walk into your house, make it a procedure that feels good. Clean up your front door area. This is a basic principle of feng shui also, right? It's common sense. You want to feel good when you're entering your house. You want to be entering into a space that is going to rejuvenate you. It's going to just wrap its arms around you and make you feel good, right? <laughs> you deserve a home that nourishes your soul. You deserve a home that nourishes your soul, that prioritizes your health, that prioritizes your family's health, right? Because that way you can deal with all of the craziness in life that gets thrown at us. And I really think right now, at this moment in time, it is so important to share this message because we have a lot of stress, external stress. We feel a loss of control over so many things in our life. But what you can control, what you can go and take ownership over is the space in your house. You can make changes that will make you better able to deal with the things that you cannot control in your life, right? You can do this. I know, I know that you guys can do this. I'm 100% certain <laughs> you can totally do this. So let me just move my face back over here. After boot camp, what are you dreaming about now? How has this changed your perspective? What are you going to go and change in your life? How are you going to keep moving forward? Ashley, I'm going to give everyone access to all of this so you don't need to screenshot. <laughs> I have, so I've decided as I was doing this, you know, finishing, finishing this up this morning, I've decided that I'm going to give everyone access to all of the boot camp stuff. I'm going to figure out a way to make it work um, instead of selling it. Uh, we'll talk about, I'll talk about that later on 
in a different live, but don't you, you, uh, you will have full access to all of this. Okay. It's, this is just too important to not give people access to. So what are you dreaming about right now? How is your life going to shift after going through boot camp? What do you need to put into place to make sure that you get to that end point? So yesterday I talked about Clutter Boss Academy and how I can continue to support you on this journey. If that's what you need right now, I would love the opportunity to work with you. When I created Clutter Boss Academy and basically with everything that I do, you know, I always have two choices. I can choose to give a little bit and get a, you a little bit of a result, you know, not really take up too much of my time, not really take up too much of your time, or I can go all in. As you guys know, I am very much about going all in, maybe over the top sometimes, right? All in. I know that a fully integrated approach to dealing with your clutter is actually and truly the only way that you are going to deal with your clutter forever. I am not interested in having you as a repeat client because that would mean that I have failed at my job. Now, everything that I read about business talks about how to create a system where you can continue, continue to get money from a client, right? Over and over and over again. How do you put them into your like ecosystem so that they're always repeat clients? Guess what? I don't want you to be a repeat client. What I want is to have the opportunity to work with you one time in a, using an approach that is guaranteed to work for the rest of your life. And then I want to be your friend, right? Like, <laughs> if, you know, I end up being friends with like everyone that I work with. But then I want you to talk about me to other people and bring me more clients. That's the way that I see this working. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I never want you to be in the situation that you're in right now ever again because that would mean that I have failed at what I have set out to do. That is how I approach everything. So in terms of Clutter Boss Academy, if you are interested in moving forward and working with me for the next 12 weeks, I want you to think about what would make it totally worth it to you. If all that you got from Clutter Boss Academy was a completely decluttered home for the rest of your life, would that be worth it? I mean, given what we've learned already in this, in this presentation, I think it would. Um, if all that you got from this course was more time in your life, would that be worth it? If all that you got from Clutter Boss Academy was a better relationship with your significant other and your children, would that be worth it? If all that you got was more time for adventures with your kids, which is my driving force in my life, I want to have adventures with my kids. I do not want to be stuck at home yelling at them to clean up their stuff. This is my number one motivator. And I don't think that I could ever put a price tag on this because time is fleeting, especially with children, right? I know my oldest is going to be moving out in five years, five short years. It's like time flies by. I cannot put a price on more time for adventures with my kids. So would it be worth it if that's all that you got from Clutter Boss Academy? You have a choice. You have a choice whether you continue to keep working with me or not. But either way, I encourage you to go all in. Go all in. And if going all in, and you know this about yourself, means that you need the level of support that I can provide, then talk to me. Let's make this happen. Believe me, I will do anything that I can to make it happen for you.
seriously, <laughs> no idea. Um, I will do anything that I can to make it happen for you if you are ready to take this step. And I encourage you, I urge you to take this next step. It, you know, go all in. Do not stop. Be ruthless in creating that home that nourishes your soul every single day because it's not just about clearing clutter. It's about prioritizing your family, your family's health. It's about creating a space that can really allow you to deal with all of the other stress in our life, right?